every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this, the 11th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. And uh, I'm your host, Mike Falkenstein. And it's so great to be with you. It's exciting. This episode, I'm excited. We've got a, another one of our interview episodes. And uh, Ken, it's always kind of fun to hear from other people, isn't it? Absolutely. And I like this. Uh, I think the, I think our listening audience will like this interview. Um, uh, they're all great. This is, this is good though. I, I really enjoy some of Ray's answers and, uh, uh, look forward to hearing back. And I would just want to mention that yeah. one thing we would love for the listening audience uh, to give is feedback. Uh, oh, what, definitely. You know, what What do you, are there things you want to hear more of, people that you want to hear interviewed, uh, questions that you have need answers for? We had talked in another episode about resources, and I know that you're posting resources at MikeFalkenstein.com. That's right. Uh, for people, but we want to talk to you too, and uh, through Twitter, Facebook, you know, feel free to connect. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's always fun if you're on this side of the the microphone, so to speak. It's you know, it's always fun to hear back from people, and mm-hmm. you know, just know, are we hitting hitting the mark? Are are there things even that folks would want to hear from us about? You know, it's always right. just nice to know. You know, and you know, uh, we we even get uh, show ideas, you know, podcast episode ideas from folks as they as they um, provide feedback. So. In this episode, we've got a fantastic interview with the guy by the name of Ray Abucciarelli, and I might be actually butchering his last name, <laughs> but it's one of those long, sort of, it looks like Italian names, but boy, what a great guy. I just really enjoyed speaking with him, and he is the director of a ministry called Reach 1040, and Reach 1040, he actually talks about kind of what Reach 1040 is, but it's a ministry that was started to specifically do church planning in the 1040 window. And Ken, I know you've listened to this episode uh, before hearing Ray talk about the 1040 window. Is that something that you that you knew about? Yeah, well, I, I have known, but I do think that there's probably plenty of people who maybe don't get that what that looks like geographically. Yes, um, yes. And so actually, if you go to their website, uh, which is just reach1040.org, they've got a really nice little map. But essentially what that is, is in the world... At 10 degrees north latitude to 40 degrees north latitude, there's a little box that goes from the western side of Africa all the way to the eastern part of Asia, where the greatest concentration of people who are yet to be reached, or as he would say, even unengaged by the gospel, uh, live in that place. And so there are more and more people that are going, okay, to finish this job, boy, we got to go here. We got to focus here. And so Ray and his team, that's what they're doing. And uh, it's, boy, I'm always supportive of people that are, you know, being focused and really 
really involved in places where there's the greatest need, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let's go ahead and get on to the interview, and we'll be back with you all here in a minute. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we've got another great uh, interview here. Uh, we've got Ray with a ministry called Reach 1040, and uh, you can learn a little bit about what they're doing at reach1040.org. And uh, actually, Ray and I got to know each other actually through Twitter. It's just been such a great tool to to resource together with other brothers and sisters who have a similar heart. And uh, Ray, I'm just so thankful for for you being here with us. I know you're already late. It's already late where you're at. And so uh, thanks for being with us. Well, thanks, Mike, for the great opportunity. i always excited to talk about what God's doing around the world. That's great. Well, before we get into, if you've heard our podcast before, we've got these, what we call the Made for Missions three questions. And so we'll ask you those same three questions. Again, I'll just remind every, everyone, kind of our idea here is that as we ask the same questions and we get a variety of answers, hopefully it kind of gives us a well-rounded look at what is the Great Commission, what does it mean in our own lives, and how we should be involved. But before we do that, Ray, Tell us a little bit about what you what you're doing. Give us kind of the the quick kind of two or three minute. What is Reach 1040, and uh, what is God doing um, through your through your ministry? Okay, uh, Reach 1040 is basically a uh, ministry that trains, equips, and mobilizes nationals in the 1040 window to reach unreached people groups and it's our church planning movements. Mm-hmm. Um, most people have heard of, at least in you know, our circles of unreached people groups, we're focused on the unengaged unreached people groups. So what that means is that these are groups that have been unengaged with the gospel. Basically from the time Jesus gave us the Great Commission till now, uh, they've never had any church plants among them no missionary sent to them, and these groups still exist. So uh, what we do is we take folks in the area that speak that language or at least understand that culture a little bit, uh, train equip, and then mobilize them into there for church planting. And that's that's the basic of it. You know, my wife and I work together, and uh, she also is a, a big part of that, and she works a lot with women and children and different, you know, justice issues and, and things like that. So it's kind of a nice combination because that, that and church planting all go together. So that's, um, that's, the, that's the nickel and dime quick elevator speech. <laughs> That's great. Well, I see here on your website and then what you just mentioned, the you know, the training and equipping and mobilizing of nationals I think is just so key because of course there's as the Western church we have a a part to play there, but obviously at the end of the day, having folks from the Middle East reach Middle Eastern people, people who are who are Northern Africans reaching uh, other northern Africans, I'm sure you're finding is uh, a way more effective model. Way, way more effective. And, uh, and you know, I, I just have to say this. Uh, you know, if you watch the news, you can get pretty depressed and just think that, you know, they're coming to get us. Well, um, being over in the Middle East and some of those other parts of, you know, Muslim-majority worlds, I can tell you straight up as an eyewitness, somebody who's been there, Jesus is winning. Mm. And, and uh, the gospel is being advanced and, you know, Muslims are coming to Jesus. So we we have something to celebrate, not be fearful of. Ah, praise God. That's really great. Well, good. Well, let's do this. We've got our three questions here, and I'm very interested in what you, uh, what you have to say about these things and uh, the interaction that we've already had. It sure sounds like we, you know, we think very similar and have a very similar heart with these things. So 
Um, our first question for you is, given the passages of Scripture that, that address the Great Commission, uh, do you believe that the Great Commission is a command that Jesus gives to all Christians? Yes. And um, the reason for that is if we are Christians, we are those of Christ, we are followers of uh, Jesus. You know, the one, the one verse that really comes to my mind is Luke 19.10, where Jesus says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And if that was really the heart of Jesus, that needs to be part of who we are as well. If we're going to follow him, his heart was to seek and save that which was lost. And uh, he died for lost people. He died for all people. So uh, not just the ones that we like and we agree with their ideologies. He died for all. And um, so I think that, uh, you know, personally, we all have some, you know, part to play in it. And, and that can vary. But, yes, as the church, uh, we've lost it if we if we've gotten away from you know fulfilling the very task that Jesus gave us. Two thousand years is long enough for us as a church to go with an assignment from Jesus and not have it complete. Mm. And uh, I say in our generation, if we get real serious about it, I believe with the technology and the tools that we have, we can do it. So you know that's one thing I have to say ab- about that. Um, if you want me to go into you know more detail about how I how I view it, I'd be happy to. Okay, well, maybe this uh, this next question will give you the perfect opportunity to do that. So in our uh, Made for Missions three questions, the second one that we have is, furthermore, what is the follower of Jesus' responsibility in knowing about the Great Commission and his or her responsibility to obey it? And we put this little caveat at the end, which is especially given passages like John fourteen fifteen, where... Jesus says, if you love me, you'll follow my commands. So, so I guess what we're looking for is, you know, the individual follower of Jesus' responsibility and knowing about the Great Commission and knowing about his or her responsibility to obey it. Uh, address that, if, if you could. Okay. So, um, yes, we have an, a responsibility to obey it. And um, how, how does that happen? Um, you know, I was thinking about, about these questions, and I, I thought about, you know, Ephesians 14.10. I know that, that a lot of us have, have different giftings. A lot of us have different callings. We have different things that stir our spirit in different ways to reach people. And in, in Ephesians 4.12, 4, he said, and he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints, the work of the ministry. You know, I want to focus on that first part. You know, we, we don't think really in, in terms of apostle today. But really, all that is is somebody who's called out. Mm. Um, of their own people, somebody who's called away from you know their own kind, so to speak. We call them missionaries today. The word missionary really isn't in the Bible. It's just somebody who doesn't have a stock work, somebody who's called away from their personal groups. In that, there's also uh, the term evangelist, and that's somebody who is called to their own people. Mm. And I, I know that a lot of people kind of confuse the concept of evangelism and mission. And really all it is is an evangelist is called for somebody in their community to go and bring people into the church and, that's, mm. and, and to win, win souls, whereas an apostle is the, you know, the modern-day term for that really is missionary, somebody who's called to another people group. So, so I, I say that to say there are different things. Some, some people are teachers, you know, and one way or another, uh, we all have a part to play because God has given us all giftings to get connected. I always say, you know, whatever your gifting is, whatever it is you're called, just do it. 
just connect to the church and be a doer, not just a hearer. So we have a responsibility not just to follow the commands of Jesus. Uh, we have a responsibility to be his hands and feet in the earth because if if we don't do it, if it's not us, then who is it? I mean, we're, we're it. You know, when, when Jesus gave the Great Commission, uh, he, he, he gave it to his believers, and he left. You know, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Basically, tag your it. I'm going. I've now empowered you. I've now sent you to do it. You know, Jesus is not going to come back and disciple people today. Mm. We are called to do that. We're called to, to be disciplers and to bring people into the kingdom. So all I can say is the church is the only answer, and we are the church. And if we don't take that responsibility, there is, there is no other answer. So I think our responsibility is, number one, to the lost. Number two, is we just have to take our place, and we have to find out what that is, pray about what that is. Or you maybe mm. um, some people know what that is, and they, uh, they just, just connect, just do something. So that would be my challenge. Mm, that sounds great. And it actually, if I'm hearing you right, I think I think what you're saying is very similar to what we what uh, uh, what I've what I've often thought, which is certainly not not all Christians are okay. So we we all have this this great commission to to go out and make disciples, to teach, baptize, and only a portion of of us are called to go overseas. Right? Uh, what you'd mentioned about. Uh, apostles, but I mean, you can you can fulfill the Great Commission on the street where you live or where you uh, where you work. I mean, there are you know kind of this idea of my definition of a missionary is just taking the the good news of Jesus Christ to a place that where it's not. And uh, you know, you might have people on your street that don't know Jesus, and you share with them and. <laughs> or you know, start a little uh, investigative study in your workplace. I mean, you don't have to go to, you don't have to go overseas. In fact, I think probably that you're not going to go and be very effective in Peru if you've not done some, uh, you know, some great commission work just kind of right where you live, right? So, um, is that kind of what you're saying too? Yeah, and this is the great thing. You know, for example, uh, a lot of folks live in America. And, and they might be able to relate to this, but I think anywhere in the world, the world is integrating right now. So, so there are, basically the world is here around us uh, from all these different people groups and ethnicities and religious you know, worldviews. Here's what really, really rung a bell with me that really got me started. I remember working with a, a missionary, and he's now currently in the Middle East. And I remember saying to him, you know, I'm in the, uh, currently I've grown up and was raised in the Detroit area where uh, a lot of folks have heard of the city of Dearborn, which has 70,000 Muslims. It's the largest concentration of Muslims in North America. Wow. And I remember, t- I remember telling him, you know, do you realize how many Muslims there are? And I was almost alarmed by it as I'm telling him this, you know, because I knew that he was familiar with how to reach Muslims. And I was telling him, you know, they're all over the place. You know, they're coming into our schools and everything else. And I was kind of almost in a rant complaining. And he looked at me and says, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I'm thinking to myself, are you crazy? Are you Christian? He goes, he goes, that's awesome. Do you know what an amazing opportunity God is giving you? You don't have to go there. They're bringing them right to you. <laughs> Praise God. And it changed my entire perspective of, right. oh, my gosh, I don't need to go to Saudi Arabia. 
I just need to go five miles away and just learn about them and just talk to them and interact with them and love on them and, and get to share and pray with them. You know, who knows? Uh, but but they're, they are here right around us. And, and that's the thing, for example, you know, if your listener perhaps is in the United States or really Europe, anywhere, folks from all over the world are around us. Um, you know, yes, yes, God does call us to go overseas, and there are a lot of reasons for that and purposes for that, and that's scriptural and all that. Um, but what, that's part of what I'm saying is, you know, there there's so much opportunity on every kind of way, on every type of ministry level to just get involved. Mm, that is so great, Ray. I just so, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, we were talking earlier before the our interview, but, you know, we've got international students that are coming from, around the world. I mean, uh, you know, most of my adult life has been involved in China and gosh, the way I just heard recently there's something like 76,000 Chinese uh scholars and students in our in our American universities. Yeah, it's the same thing. You don't even need to necessarily go to China to impact China for Christ, right? I mean, they're actually coming here. Yeah, earlier this year I was I was in um Forgive me for telling stories, but I was at the University of Washington in Seattle, and University of Washington in Seattle is loaded with with foreign students, and uh, a Christian group there went on campus, and they interviewed 200 students, and they asked them two simple questions. What is your favorability rating of Christians? What do you think of Christians? And what, you know, they gathered all the information, and what they realized is that the people had a very low rating of Christians. It was it was lower than thirty percent favorable rating of Christian people. Mm. And then they asked them the very the next question, which was, "What is your view of Jesus Christ?" And Jesus received higher than a ninety percent approval rating. Wow! So if we have as a, as a church as Christian uh, less than thirty percent favorable rating, but Jesus has a higher than 90% favorable rating, only thing I can say is we're not representing him very well. <laughs> that's right. You know, it, and that's really the problem. I think we're really, there's no problem with Jesus. Uh, you know, uh, people are willing to accept him, but how are we, how are we relating to them? How are we representing the kingdom? How are we re- representing the king? And that's what it all comes down to, because it's not that they're really rejecting Jesus. They're, re- they're, they're possibly rejecting how we act and how we're representing him. So that's just something, another thing to perhaps, you know, think about. Am, am I truly living as a true disciple of Jesus? And am I really following his ways? Or am I being judgmental? Am I, you know, whatever, you know? Right. So All right. Taking I just wanted to throw that yeah. out there. That's great. Well, Ken, the first half of this, uh, this interview has just gone really well. Hasn't it? Yeah. It yeah. yeah. I love uh, raised a couple of his comments. He said something about, you know, as it relates to the Great Commission, he said 2000 years is long enough for us uh, as Christians. You know, the job should have already right. been done. Right, right. It's time for us to kind of get on it and, you know, get get the job done. And uh, I just, you know, being a guy that's really started off my ministry career as one that was doing international student ministry with Chinese students who'd come to America, I love what he had to say about this amazing opportunity that he found to reach Muslims. Yeah. Kind of right where he was in Dearborn, Michigan. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's... Right, God's uh, bringing them to you. Yeah, God, that's right. And a lot of times we don't, we don't think about that. So, yeah, I liked uh, that he mentioned his attitude 
towards the Muslim population there in the beginning. Um, and then, it, you know, it was, it was yeah, his pastor him, friend, yeah. given him the opportunity mm-hmm. by his pastor friend to, uh, to realize that God's putting people at your doorstep. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, that's right. To share me with them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah I mean, clearly this, uh, our friend Ray really is a guy who gets it and, uh, you know, it's right on track with, with where we're at. So we'll take a little break and uh, we'll be back with the interview in just a minute. Hi, I'm Tom Moeller. There may be many of you who are confused about China and the most effective ways of Christian engagement. Mike Falkenstein has written this book for you. There is much confusion and many questions persist about China. Does persecution exist? Can Christians in China worship freely? Is it still necessary to smuggle Bibles? Being outside of China, how can I most effectively pray for and engage in God's work in China? Are China's unregistered churches able to worship freely? Many people are confused by these questions and issues. China is like a huge puzzle with many pieces and moving parts. It's hard to identify all that's happening today in China. In his book, The Chinese Puzzle, Mike gives you the other pieces for a much clearer picture of China and her church. To get your copy today, contact Mike at mike at chinaresourcecenter.org for pricing and shipping options. Contact Mike today. Well, Ray, thanks so much for, yeah, for being here. And it's, you know, it's so great to talk to you. And I've just really enjoyed it so far. And so now I'm really interested to see what you think about our final question, which is just a way that we can just give folks a way to people who might be listening, a way to uh, practically be involved in the Great Commission in their lives. And so our final question goes like this. Finally, for the average Joe or Jane Christian, what are the top ways you would suggest for them to see Great Commission fulfillment in their lives? Okay. You know, like I said, do something, but what are the practical things we can do? Well, you know, you can um, support a missionary that's perhaps connected to your church, ask your pastor about that, begin to interact with them, email them, encourage them, send them, you know, scriptures of encouragement. So, you know, sometimes that's that's wonderful. Helping to support them if there's a certain cause that one of your, you know, missionaries are doing, have a have a walk, a support walk or, or some kind of a, a drive or something to support one of their, you know, maybe it's a building project or something. Learn as much as you can. There's so many resources online um, and just some great books about, you know, uh, global missions and how to connect in your church. Um, I would also say, you know, there's everything from connecting practically, uh, going on a short-term mission trip. That's how I got called into missions. I Mm -hmm. reluctantly went on a short-term mission trip and God got a hold of me and I was never the same since. There's there's other things you can connect to, great resources all that are available all over the place. Everything from operation mobilization or youth with a mission and or maybe perhaps somebody is sponsoring a perspective course in your local community or your area that you can uh, sign up for and, and of course you can always research that online if there's a perspectives course near you. So there's a lot of ways to learn, to connect with people, to to give and to go yourself. You know, you, you might say, well, I don't know if I'm called to missions or I don't know if I'm supposed to go there. But you know what? If you go on a, a two-week mission trip, at least you'll know if, if, you know, something stirs inside you or longer internship type things where you can go and just work underneath a missionary and help um, to really encourage. Just be 
a blessing and just to serve them. So that would probably be some of my, just off the top of my head, thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. You know, folks like you or me and through the address that you have on your site or even through my site, if if somebody wants to write and ask about specific things that, you know, they might want to do, I would personally be happy to even be a resource to try to, to connect them to the right one based on where they feel that they want to do or the type of people that their heart breaks for. Oh, right. Um, and I would even say this, I would, you know, pray, adopt, adopt a group of people and begin to even pray for them or pray for a specific country. And this is the prayer that I had. And be careful what you pray for, because God might answer it. Um, my prayer was, Lord, break my heart with the things that break your heart. And that's, of course, a, you know, a famous quote uh, from, I, I think it was David Pierce, but I'm not sure. Uh, but, but I prayed that prayer, Lord, break my heart with the things that break your heart. No, he did. He broke my heart for lost people. He answered that prayer. And, um, and when you, you pray that, I think you really get to see and sense the heart of God in all this. And uh, he gets a, a chance to really you know, use you and show you things, uh, a, a greater compassion for people. So um, those are probably some of the basic practical ways mm. that I could, I could share. That's really fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you're right. There are just... You know, I would I would just underscore what you said and just say, you know, these education pieces, I mean, a perspectives course, learning how God is involved around the world. And boy, you know, short term trips are just they can be, you know, there's been a lot of uh, questioning how effective short term trips are kind of in in modern day kind of sort of Western Christianity. But I often think, boy, for whatever you know, whatever value they uh, may not have on the ground as much, boy, that's how God called me too. <laughs> you know, and it's I think us getting into their into their culture and you know getting into their their situation, God uses that, doesn't He? I mean, he really, He can really just touch your heart, and it's just something about actually being on the ground that you know that God. I think that God likes to use. Yeah, and, and we that's pretty deep. We could actually debate all day whether or not short-term trips are effective, but you have to ask yourself, you know, what are we doing? Are we really serving the missionary and the people that they yes. serve? You know, and if you're doing that, if you're building something that, that's practical and that, that the missionary can use long-term, long after you're gone, that's great. But if you're going just to observe and say, hey, we want to see this country and we want to go see the sites, you know, that's probably not effective. Yeah, we don't um, want to see uh, Christian <clears throat> tourism, right? <laughs> exactly. And that's, unfortunately, a lot of that has become that. But, we're yeah, when I say go on a, a short-term mission trip, go somewhere where you can really serve and, mm. and really be a tremendous blessing to that missionary. That's, right. that's really where it's at. That's right. Well, Ray, thanks so much for being with us. Give folks, if they want to, you'd mentioned wanting to be a resource, and I know we've got some folks who I'm sure would love to learn more about uh, Reached in 40 and get in touch with you. And so give folks the website, Twitter, you know, wherever you want to give folks to uh, as ways that they can get in touch with you. Okay. Yep. Just Twitter. It's it's Reach 1040, and that's uh, no spaces, just Reach 1040. And uh, the website is reach1040.org. And my email address is just a simple ray, R-A-Y, at reach1040.org. And, uh, you know, feel free to contact me. I'd be happy to just answer questions, uh, encourage you, pray with you, you know, uh, help direct you in a a certain area or or connect you to, you know, 
um, any, just about anything, anything I can help with. Just like I know, Mike, that you do for a lot of folks as well. So um, just a, just another option, I guess, is all I'm really offering. That's great. And Ray, if folks want to, I know I saw on your website about your training and mobilizing uh, Christians in the 1040 window. You know, I'm wondering if you have, do you have trips that folks can go on if they have a heart to to learn how they might be involved in that, that type of ministry? Absolutely. We've taken uh, several folks from really all over the U.S. On, on some trips with us. We've taken teams to places like Egypt and Pakistan and uh, China and uh, India and Burma and Thailand. So um, we do get throughout the 1040 window doing a great variety of, of different things. So that is available, probably not into middle to late 2016. Okay. But if somebody is interested in really connecting with us to go on a trip, I would just recommend that they could simply write and, and just ask what's available. And then I could put them into kind of a database when we send out, you know, our um, updates or, or announcements of teams. We can, we can definitely add them as uh, you know, an option to go somewhere. That's great. Well, Ray, thanks again for being with us. And uh, we'll be sure to continue to pray for what you guys are doing in the 1040 window. Thanks, Mike. God bless you and all you do. Thanks. Well, Ken, as we end this episode, this interview episode, first of all, I want to just thank Ray for, for joining us. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, uh, was uh, taking time away from his ministry and his time. And so I want to thank him. I want to just really encourage folks to go to their website. I think he just mentioned it, but it's reach1040.org. And maybe if we leave folks with a thought of Ray's, you know, we talk a lot about Great Commission fulfillment, right? And how to sort of find that Great Commission fulfillment. And so uh, I would just encourage our listeners to do what Ray did, which was just pray this prayer that he prayed. And as, as Ray mentioned, you know, it's kind of a dangerous prayer to, pr- to pray, but he said, Lord, break my heart for the things that break your heart. Mm-hmm. And if you pray that really earnestly, amazing things can happen, can't they? Yeah, that's right. I think God will move you in extraordinary ways. Yeah, that's really true. And so, and again, it's a dangerous prayer, but I would encourage people to pray it and know that, you know, God's going to answer and Boy, it's just, um, you know, it's great to be involved where God's already involved and, uh, of course, to have your heart broken for the areas that the Lord's heart is already broken, you know, he'll show you some things. So anyway, thanks so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. We're so thankful for um, uh, those of you that are listening and participating and, you know, I mean, this is kind of a labor of love for us. And so, you know, uh, in any way that you can, uh, you're, you'd be interested in joining us. We'd love to have you. Of course, my, uh, Twitter, uh, handle is at missions, Mike and the website again, MikeFalkenstein.com. Uh, get on there, contribute in any way that you can. We'd love to help you have you participate. And, uh, again, You know, we're thrilled that you're with us, and we look forward to having you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.